Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I don't really want to do, like, the typical, I am speaking with Kate Maroltz. Kate, tell me what you do. Um, I kind of just want to shoot the shit with you and hear how things are going with you and like um, kind of reminisce a little about what's happened before that's brought you to this point and you know just kind of keep things easy breezy so I guess the first question I want to ask you um, is like I well I guess it's not really a question it's more of like you know kind of take me back Take me back to the time when, you know, before you and I started working together, before you started getting really serious about your sexual liberation journey, where were you? What was your life like? Yeah. Um, so about, because we started, we started working together like a little over two years ago. So about two and a half years ago, I was, um, I was living in Denver in Colorado and I was, I was teaching yoga and fitness classes full time and my life was pretty much like at the gym and it was also this like knowing that I wanted to create something more and I thought that like an online business was the way to do it and I also mm-hmm. felt like I was very um just kind of like you know going about my day but and like enjoying myself but not really like I felt like there was something missing from my life and I didn't really know what it was but it felt like this like old part of me like that I used to have when I was younger this like fierceness this like wildness this like excited like I think when I came to you I was like I want to be a warrior woman how do I do that Mm, (laughs) yeah I remember that words that I used and it was I, I felt like I was very strong in my body and I was very strong in my mind but I felt like my heart needed a little bit of work I mean so you were in this place of like not really knowing where you were like or not really knowing what you wanted, like, like not being able to pinpoint that specifically, but like you knew that you hungered for more. So like what, what tipped you over the edge to seek to 
make a priority starting and like putting you know some precedence and some importance on beginning this journey of of knowing yourself and coming home to yourself um there are a couple of different things i had been i had been doing a couple of different like yoga workshops and a lot of them had touched upon tantra and sexuality but nothing had ever really like gone there it was more just a here's an over level like a high level view of what all this stuff is and there was a part of me that was just that just knew that I want to know that I want to study that I want to know what that's about I want to feel that um and just this sense that like we could experience like bliss and pleasure all the time it was like I knew that that was possible but I had no idea how it was possible and I had been in a place of not disordered eating, but definitely very like obsessive about my food and to varying degrees for a lot of my life. And I was like, I was really having these awarenesses on my yoga mat, like how much I was trying to control my body. And, and I knew somewhere I knew that there was like, there was a connection there between my fear of lack of control and my enjoyment of sex and my opening into love and opening into being like actually seen as a woman and not just as like one of the guys. So all that kind of came together in this moment of, it was like, I, I, I knew there was something coming. And then when you were, that you were putting up your coach, that's it. <laughs> I just knew, I knew that I needed that. Even though I had no idea what I was getting myself into. <laughs> yeah. And I bet that was like, kind of scary for you too, right? Like not really knowing what to expect, but you're just kind of going on this, like, this impulse, something in your body said, yes, this is what I want. Like, I imagine that kind of going, especially if you have had kind of a, you know, tumultuous or disconnected relationship with your body in some instances, like being able to trust that this impulse, this voice saying like, this is what you need was actually true for you. I imagine that that was like challenging. Yeah. And it's so, it's so fascinating now to like look back to that because that's how I live my life now. It's like, I ask my body, well, what do you think? And then it tells me, oh, with it. But at that time, that would have, that would have, was such a foreign concept to me. I knew how to trust my body in the sense that I knew, like, if I was going to kick up into a handstand, I was going to be fine. But trusting, like, those little urges and the instinct and the intuition that I had, I'd spent my whole life either being told I was wrong or just suppressing it so that nobody would have to tell me that I was wrong. Mm. But there was, like, this part of me that was just like, no, I need that. I want that. I don't want to, like, I had been saying for years, and I, I meant it mostly. I'd been saying like, I don't want to, I don't want to date anybody right now. I don't want to deal with that because right now I'm dating me, and it got to the point where dating me meant not putting off my sexual desires anymore. And so, when you stopped putting off your sexual desires, what happened for you? Like, what started to come, come up to the surface for you? Oh my gosh, so many things. Um, definitely realizing that I felt some shame around masturbation and, you know, being with myself in a sexual relationship. And I thought I was totally cool with all that, you know, like, yeah, it's, it's cool. I'm a modern woman. But then realizing that I had definitely been feeling like I was wrong for having such a high sex drive and for thinking about sex all the time and wanting and like wanting to experience sex both with myself and with other people 
without it having to be this whole big thing of like, well, what does this mean? What are we? What is happening? And, but also not wanting it to just be like a one night stand because I was drunk, mm. that sort of thing. How do I, f- I, I didn't know where the balance was. I didn't know what, where the, I didn't know what that was. And when I started to say yes to my sexual desires and like what my body's urges were, it wasn't even just sex related. It was just noticing how many different areas in my life that I shut down, giving my body joy because I had always been of the belief that there was something wrong with my body and I needed to fix her and like control her instead of actually allowing her to be in openness and be in things that allow her to feel good. Like even working out, even teaching classes, I would always like be that, I would always, you know, like push the extra, extra thing and like go a little bit further because like that, that pain feeling was more familiar to me than pleasure. Yeah. I feel like that's something that a lot of women can relate to. And I know that when you and I were doing work together, one of the things that really came up for me was like just watching you blossom into your own unique sexuality was such a gift. Um, But also like finding those ways around these really hard issues of of shame, of even like latching onto some stories that aren't even weren't even yours in the sense that like you chose them but rather they were like bestowed upon you by you know god knows who society or or whatever um can you give me an idea of what those old stories were for you like your old sexual stories yeah absolutely and they're definitely so when it's it's a lot of it's tied into and I'll circle back to sex specifically, but a lot of it was tied into what my idea of what it meant to be a woman and my idea of what the word feminine meant. Mm. And because when I like, you know, I was like, I want to be a warrior woman. I want to be powerful. I want to be strong. I want to be all these things. And then you're like, what you asked me, what, what's your relationship with femininity? And I was like, Ugh. <laughs> 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 what? don't use that word around me. Was <laughs> <laughs> Because like that idea, like I had, I, had thought like I, I don't know if it was given to me or if I had picked it up, but that being feminine meant being weak or being small or being, you know, less smart, less talented, less worthy. And that was totally tied into my sexual my sexual experience because I always felt like like sex was something that was it was like kind of a secret. It was behind closed doors. Like everywhere else in my life I was like one of the guys and I was like an equal and all this stuff and I could and then like I was a somehow a woman because I had the right body parts when it came to having sex. And that was like, it, it, it's been a definitely a journey for me, not only to like change how I feel about the word feminine or femininity, but to like really explore what that means and embrace what that means. Because back in those, like, you know, talking about Tantra and yoga, like the divine feminine, the divine masculine, like when I would hear those things, I would kind of sit up and lean forward. Like, what is that? I'm really curious about that. I don't know what that means. But then, and then going into my life and being like, I don't even feel like I am seen as a woman at all. Mm. And I don't know how, I didn't know how to do that and also feel like I was safe. And that was a big, that was really played into like sexual desires and how I basically would shut that down because I didn't know how to express myself in a way where I felt seen and heard in the way that I wanted to be seen and heard. And I didn't even know that at the time. I just, it was just easier to just shut it all down. Mm, yeah. Yeah. 
I'm, I'm curious about like, you know, I mean, obviously, and we're going to talk a little bit about like where you are now and, you know, after having done this work and spend so much time, um, uncovering who you are as a sexual woman, I, I absolutely want to talk about that. Um, but I'm curious about the process that happened from, you know, you started here in this place of feeling disconnected, having, you know, um, issues with shame around sex and masturbation and not even really feeling like you knew who you were as a woman to being like, okay, so I'm kind of, I'm kind of getting my bearings. Like, I think, I I think I can see light at the end of the tunnel. I think I'm finally, um, blossoming into who I am. Um, and I'm curious about like what kind of things needed to be released for you in order for you to kind of get to that. I see light at the end of the tunnel, because I know that like when you're, when you're in the midst of this work and I'm speaking personally, cause I've absolutely been there too, but it like, you can feel like you're just like sitting in sludge like you're not moving (laughs) no progress is being made because all of it just feels so shitty and like you know shame is a really hard thing to kind of kick off and so I'm just curious about you know I mean obviously it wasn't this one quick um working progress and I I think I think I can speak for you when I say like you are still continuing to do this work like you haven't like you haven't hit like a, a destination, you know? Um, but I also know that like you, you've come a long way and I just want to know like what sort of things within that process did you have to release in order to, in order to see that light at the end of the tunnel? Yeah. That's such a great question. So many things just came to my mind. Um, the one that like feels like it's really wanting to be talked about though, is like around masturbation and fantasies because that was an area that like that was definitely a secret area you know of, of life of like oh yeah we, you can you know you can do that but you can't talk about it with anybody or if it's talked about it's like mentioned but it's never really fully expressed like here's what I do here's what I think about here's what turns me on like that was never a conversation that at least in my world was on the table at any point um and so a lot one of the things that I know that I had felt I was feeling badly about was that and we talked about this in one of our, I think one of our early calls was that, you know, kind of like food or Netflix, I would use masturbating as a way of procrastinating or like, <laughs> or like I was overwhelmed. And so I was like, well, this feels more fun, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right, <laughs> as right. it should, you know, and, and I felt <laughs> like there was a part of the perfectionist in me, like this, like dying perfectionist in me was like, you're wrong for doing this because you're not pushing through and doing this stuff. And we had a really beautiful conversation, I remember, about how that actually, like, you know, masturbating, like, self-pleasuring, it can actually be, like, a way of grounding yourself. And that, like, because I was, like, literally touching my root, literally touching my core and bringing my, my, myself out of my head into my body, rooting down. And that, well, that doesn't mean that, like, like everything else, that, like, I should keep procrastinating and resisting everything, but there was something there about, like, about that grounding aspect and the coming into my body aspect that actually could be celebrated. And that was a really, really different perspective for me. Yeah. You know, I, I was just reminded of, of our work together. Like, and I remember, I remember talking to you about this and how, um, and I've, I saw that a lot when we were working together, like how these like perspective shifts 
were huge. I mean, whether or not um, you went forward with them fully, but just having a different perspective on something really, I don't know, it seemed to like give you freedom to move around a little bit more with it. You know, like it wasn't so rigid, like it has to be this or that, but it could be like, okay, it could be, it could be this and that, or, you know, or it could be a totally different hybrid of that. And so perspective, I think like shifting that perspective was huge for you in terms of like knowing that you could choose, that you have a choice to have the kind of sexual relationship, to kind of have the the intimate relationship that you want with your body, with sex, with masturbation, with whatever. Um, and I really feel like perspective played a huge role in that for you. Definitely. And like perspective, like that same kind of perspective when it came to like, what does it mean to be a woman? What does it mean to be feminine? Like, I, I honestly like didn't realize at the time that I really could be both like strong and powerful and feminine and delicate. Like I could be sensitive and powerful. Like those two words to me didn't belong together before we started our work together. I didn't know that was a possibility. Beautiful. So now that you've like come to this place where you can have both and where you can be sensitive and powerful, where you can be um, soft and a force to be reckoned with, like what things have changed for your, like in your life because of that? <laughs> oh my gosh. What hasn't changed? That's probably <laughs> um, a huge thing that started to shift for me was my ability to set boundaries that actually were really um, nurturing for me, both in like just friendships and work and everything that I was doing. Like I was able to be sensitive and like, like it was okay for me to, like change my mind about things and have that boundary of like, I'm taking care of myself. This is me being powerful is like, sometimes it was, that's the, yeah, that's definitely the first thing that came to mind. Not even sexually, although that has come into play as well, but just who I choose to show up as, as in like, here's when I'm available. Here's when I'm not, I'm going to, I might change my mind today. And that has nothing to do with my worth, you know, things like that. And that, Wow. Yeah. That's, it's, it's amazing how I don't take it for granted now, but it's become so much a part of who I'm being that it's, it's, wow. That's wild to look back on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I used to try and be everything for everybody and do everything for anybody who needed help because I thought that that's what I was supposed to do. And that was how I was going to prove myself. And I feel like the exploration into my femininity and my sexuality and like that ability to be both really like needing care and being in my like in that power space it's like I realized I didn't like through this work it's like been an undoing of that it's like a it's it's I can be me and me might shift at any given moment and the people that are in my life now respect that because I respect that Yeah, the word that's coming up for me is allowing, like you've given yourself permission and you can now just allow things to unfold the way that they need to unfold. You can, you can allow like who you are to blossom in the way that you need to blossom. Yeah. Yeah. Allowing was not a thing before. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So things, things have shifted. Everything's, everything's changed. I'm wondering... 
I'm wondering how the sex is for you. Like, I want to ask that to everyone on the face of this planet, but particularly to my previous clients who I've worked with. Like, I really want to know, like, how was the sex before and how is it now that you've done all of this amazing work on yourself and you've come home to your body and you've made peace with your, with your divine feminine nature? Like, I'm so curious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, sex before always felt kind of like a performance, like uh, like I knew I wanted it, but then when I would get into any sort of sexual situation with somebody, I'm mean, say specifically this moment for somebody with somebody else, it would be like, okay, I am going to be in my head the whole time. I'm going to make sure that I'm pleasing you. Like once that's over, then it's over. It wasn't really. It was never really about me because that freaked me out. I didn't. I didn't feel because I wasn't present in my own body, I wasn't able to let somebody else really be present with my body. But then with our work together, it's interesting because for a while I actually didn't really have sex with other people because I was really connecting in with myself. There were definitely some, <laughs> there's like some emotional fucking situations, rather than physical fucking situations, but... <laughs> But those didn't actually lead to the, well, it wasn't like the physical act of sex. I felt like my emotions were having sex with people. Like, and that's just as important, I feel. <laughs> but now it's like over the past year and especially recently, like sex has been, it's become a totally different experience because it's not like, it's not always, sometimes it's just about like, yeah, I just want to get off. But most of the time it's like, yes. let's explore, let's have fun, let's play. Like it's become so playful for me. Let's just be here and see what happens. I'm not thinking about like, you know, if I have a roll in my belly or like if my body looks awkward in this situation because like I, I'm so in my body and we're so in tune that that's never, those thoughts never cross my mind anymore. Whereas like I used to fall asleep with like ex-boyfriends like sucking in my stomach until he fell asleep. And now it's like, <laughs> don't even, don't even think about that stuff. And like the sex is so, it's like so present. Like I had never was able to keep my eyes open during sex before. And now it's like, I can have those moments of like staring into somebody's eyes while having sex. And it feels like, it's like emotionally, physically, spiritually, mentally, like we're right there. And mm. that is so fun. <laughs> I love that you say that it's fun because like, it's, it's also, I mean, it's also very vulnerable, you know? Yeah. And I know that when I'm in session with other women and they're saying like, I can't open my eyes when I'm having sex with people. I mean, it's, it's because there's, there's so much vulnerability in that, that they can't, I mean, it just feels too scary. But at least what I'm hearing from you is that like, Yes, it's vulnerable. And yes, it's kind of scary, but it's also really amazing. It's also really fun. Yeah, like totally vulnerable. It's not like I, I'm, it's not like, oh, yeah, it's just super great. And I never have to worry about being seen on all those levels ever again, because that shows up all the time. But it's like, it, it's fun to be in that space where vulnerability it doesn't equal scary all the time. Sometimes it just means like, I'm here with you. And I feel like that, like that combination of power and sensitivity is so, it's so beautiful there because it's like, I am totally embodied and empowered to be who I need to be and to say what I need to say and put up the boundaries I need to put up. And I can be 
like really open and surrendered to sensation, to emotion, to feeling. And also the men, especially the one that I'm with now, who's like shown up in my life, like the quality of men who have shown up since I've started on this path has risen dramatically. And so that we're both right there with each other. And it's not just me, it's both of us. Oh, that's beautiful. I'm so happy to hear that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's it's doing the work. Like that's how it shows up, I feel like. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's the thing, you know, like um, this journey of sexual liberation, of, of being content in who you are is, it's a constant thing. And it's, it becomes even more beautiful when you can share that with someone else. Um, and I, I really like to reiterate that over and over with people who are like, yeah, so after a certain amount of time, everything's going to be fixed. And, you know, and I mean, <laughs> in, in some cases that can be true. Um, but for, for the most part, what I've seen is that it, it, it's, it's a journey. It's a path made by walking and it's a path that you get to invite other people on, like your lovers and your friends and your girlfriends. This is a journey that touches other people as well because they can see the changes in you. I want to know what you would say, what advice you would give, or what words of wisdom you would lend to your past self, um, who you were three years ago, two and a half years ago. What would you say to her? I would tell her that she's doing it exactly right. And that like when it feels like it's getting worse, that's because it's just like, as you become more aware of and more present to what isn't working in your life, it's going it, to, some of it's going to fall apart and that's actually okay because it's happening in that way and it's taking the exact amount of time that it needs for you to receive what it is that you're really looking for. And I would tell her to just keep going and to like enjoy it as much as possible along the way, all of it, good, bad, right, wrong, whatever you want to judge it as, like let it all be a part of it and know that your worthiness isn't dependent on your actions or your choices or your thoughts. It's really just you playing along with the game that you chose to play. So my last question that I'd like to ask, I'm really curious about who you are as a sexually liberated woman. What makes you, you as, as a sexual, sensual um, juicy, playful, kick-ass, sensitive, soft warrior goddess. Ooh, all those words made me go. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, who am I? Um, I am. Besides just feeling like me, which is like really intangible sounding like I feel like I wake up and I feel like myself I don't feel like I have to like do like be in a certain situation or like you know you know like I feel like in the past I used to like when I was around certain people or having certain experiences like oh now I feel like me and now I feel like me all the time but who like I I just I feel like I've gotten like my fierceness back like I mean I'm a Leo like I like love to be in the spotlight I love to be looked at I love like 
I love to feel other people's desire for me, which I never would have loved to feel in the past. I used to find me very uncomfortable by that with that. And now it's like I like I'm okay with the fact that I feel desire for people, for things, for places, for foods, for experiences, and that I can like really ex- be in them fully, like all juicy and getting it all, <laughs> all of that. Um, but I think what it like, I don't feel like I waver at the core of who I am anymore. Like I feel connected to that core and I can be, you know, I can be painter, singer, coach, yoga teacher, artist, traveler, you know, first class backpacker. I can be all of these things and the core of who I am doesn't change. Beautiful. Oh, I love it. I love it so much. It's amazing. Like when I think back to when you and I first started working together, to who you are now, where you're at now, the kind of work you're doing, um, the kind of people and opportunities you're attracting, the kind of energy you're exuding. I mean, I just saw you recently. I'm just like blown away. And like when I think about it, I don't think that for you, like when we first started working together, you were this totally different person and now you're this completely different person. I actually see you, I see you as the same Kate, just more amplified, just more connected and more open and more free. And it was, it's, it was so beautiful to watch that happen on like a daily session by session basis. And here you are now. I mean, it's amazing. It's so good. (laughs) It's so good. Uh, I'm so happy for you and I really appreciate you, you know, kind of going um, in depth about what your journey was and how this has been for you and talking very intimately about that. Um, These are things that people don't really discuss. Um, We don't really have discussions around our struggles about sex and our, our bodies and, you know, I mean, we we don't hear them enough. Um, and so I thank you for, for being willing to like share snippets of, of your story. Thank you. I just feel like what you just said and what I just like, what I said, like, that's the essence of it, right? Like becoming sexually liberated, like, yeah, great sex happens, more amazing this happens in life, but it's really, it's like, it's a liberation of yourself. And that's what I feel like I received and I've been becoming more and more of it every single day. And it's, pretty much for lack of better terms the best thing ever (laughs) (laughs) oh it is the best thing ever it's so good it's so good hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.